Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. A Dear Media original podcast. Welcome into the podcast, you guys. As always, I really quickly want to start off by talking to you about HelloFresh. If you've listened every week, you know I'm a fan because they are incredibly convenient. It's a breeze. But the other thing that I haven't mentioned to you guys in the past is that I also like it for inspiration, for just everyday cooking inspiration, but also I write cookbooks and sometimes, you know, I get into these ruts and it is nice to be able to look at these menus and try different pairings of foods because then my creative juices start flowing when it comes to creating in the kitchen. HelloFresh isn't just for dinners. You can shop HelloFresh Market for quick breakfast, wholesome snacks, and even desserts. You'll find everything you need to satisfy your cravings without stepping foot in the grocery store or mini mart. I also love HelloFresh because there's always something new on the menu. From family-friendly to fit and wholesome or even veggie recipes, there's something to please everyone. And you can always customize your meals with Hello Custom by swapping proteins or sides or even adding protein to a veggie meal. So it's never been easier to eat your way. I have a box that's going to be delivered next week after I've been traveling, and in it I have some roasted veggie kale salads and a hoisin honey chicken, which looks incredible on their website. Go to HelloFresh.com Beach16 and use code Beach16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Again, that's HelloFresh.com Beach16 and use code Beach16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Did you notice the necklace you were wearing? No. You were wearing a, a heart necklace. Oh, I did. I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> Wait, hold, hold, hold did on. Did you give yeah, that I... to me? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It is Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven. I'm Stephen Coletti here. And I'm Kristen Cavallari. There she is. Hi, Kristen. Hello, Stephen. How are we doing? We are good. How are you? <laughs> we're, we're doing great. Everything is great. So here we are, guys. We're ready to bring you guys another episode. And today we've got episode 106 for you all. It's called The Best Part of Breaking Up. And it was released on November 2nd, 2004. And it was explained to you as this. 
The gang goes to a Blink-182 concert. LC helps Trey put on a fashion show and feelings reignite between Kristen and Steven after Cabo. Oh, okay. This is the first time in the whole season that they finally showed us. They finally showed glimpses into when things were good. And so I walked away from watching this episode feeling very happy. I found myself smiling at different times. And I was like, okay, thank you. Finally, the audience gets to see a little bit of us. Yeah, but the audience has to be scratching their head like, wait, what? Like right after Cabo, (laughs) they go into us deciding, you know what we should do? Let's get back together again. I know. (laughs) An MTV story. It's really funny. I thought it was interesting how they placed it. But we'll also kind of get into the weeds a little bit on those scenes because there's some just some very delicate editing I thought was interesting in what they used. It's nice that we have some sweet moments, but I feel like they just, they kind of where it's like, if it's awkward or we don't seem to be like all over each other in a moment, they would kind of use these little pieces. I think we'll talk about a little bit, but very fascinated to see that they jumped right into us getting back together after Cabo. So yeah, by the way, guys, I should also mention, I did a little research here and Cabo was in mid-April and I found out when this Blink-182 concert was. God, I love this. When was it? (laughs) The Blink-182 concert was June 24th. (gasps) So over two months later is when this happened. Look at you doing the research. I love these little nuggets. <laughs> there's just, because there's so many moments where I was like, well, first of all, this is just so crazy. As messy as our relationship was, we would not come back from Cabo a week later and just be like, hey, you want to hang out? It's like, we probably well, need and, a like, couple of weeks. completely in love again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. They got uh, us, of course, at the tail end of our relationship there and what was going on when we went down to Cabo. But Yeah, to play the almost the reverse, like when we were kind of together, maybe leading up to Cabo, maybe weeks before or whatever it is, it's still a little foggy for us, but we definitely know it's not this complete roller coaster that MTV has portrayed for you guys. It's a little more cut and dry than that, but the stuff that we were together is definitely a lot more before Cabo. And then I know we made a decision kind of going into the summertime, like when we were going to Blink-182 at the beginning of summer, that we were together again. So there is like a two, three month time there where Obviously, you know, we were were able to see other people and and we're not currently together. So yeah, Bleak 182, this was actually my second time seeing Bleak 182. They were my first concert ever. When I was in eighth grade, Spangler and I, by the way, guys, Spangler is, he has the last line of the first episode where he goes, so skinny dipping to to Lauren when Lauren's (laughs) not happy with the way that the black and white affair goes. He's got a great line in there. So we were good buddies in, in middle school and we went to, he invited me to a Blink-182 show. It was also one of my first CDs. So I was totally pumped. And I remember going and the mosh pits would form, right? And we were <laughs> down there and Spangler was, he was a stronger guy than me. He played football like, you know, a lot growing up and, and well through high school. And I, again, was, you know, still years from hitting puberty and just skin and bones over here, trying to get to hundred pounds. And so all of a sudden I find myself on the edge of a mosh pit at this Bleak 182 concert. And I wanted to mosh, but I knew I couldn't get in there because I'd probably break all my bones. And I was also really scared. Not much of a fighter. You wouldn't know that from the last episode. <laughs> yeah, wow, that surprises me. <laughs> not a fighter. And so I was like, all right, I'm just gonna run from one side to the other. So I found a moment where there was a little bit of a break in the mosh pit. And I just ran from my side to the other side, like between everybody, just hoping I didn't get hit. And sure enough, I didn't. And then I went back and I was like, yeah, we moshed. Like we got back from the show. <laughs> we it. were telling all our friends about how we, we moshed at the Bleak 182 concert. So that was uh, a good memory from, from way back in the day. But of course, this concert was 
all set up by MTV. They had approval to shoot there. So they came to me with the tickets. No, no, no. They Wait, came we're... to me with the tickets. Oh, they did? Oh, that's right. I invited yeah, that's right. you. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Sorry. I did well, watch the episode. No, yeah. Obviously, this was complete MTV. There's no way that this random group of six different people would be going to a Blink-182 concert. But the yeah. pickup scenes, when I invited you and called you, that was a pickup scene. So we filmed that way after it happened when obviously, like we've talked about, they were laying out the episodes and they realized they needed a scene to get us to the Blink-182 concert. And since they put it right after Cabo, I remember they told you to be a little hesitant, not so sure, like, oh, you know, because obviously coming off of Cabo, (laughs) then at Blink-182, everything's great. Everything, we're in love. So they had to have that filler scene to get us from point A to point B. But like you just mentioned, months apart. That is crazy to me. So I was wondering when they they shot that because I was wondering if like, all right, maybe we were at a time where they picked this up much later on. And so they had us, you know, have this conversation then you'd kind of tee it up. And yeah, it's funny. I thought that that scene where you're inviting me is a great microcosm of the show because you have these IRL moments and what was actually going on in our lives kind of bleeding into the scenes. But then you had MTV, they needed to piece the whole show together. So the first part of that scene is actually really funny to me because you and I are going back. It's like, hey, hi, what's up? So awkward. What are you doing? Yeah. And you have this great line where you're like, nothing to what I'm saying. Like, what's up? And you just say nothing in this really funny way. And it kind of like, it almost gave me a little, I was like, wait, is this, is this the origin of where you say Steven, where this comes from? Because you can hear it. I was wondering it. when that was going to happen. <laughs> I thought that was way earlier in the season. I really laughed because I was like, oh, at first it was like, we don't really want to talk to each other. And but then, again, I think that was all from MTV. They told okay, us so to be like that. this was just good acting at that point. All we right, were really right. great actors. I know for a fact, like I remember, because I think we also had uh, to do okay. it multiple times because probably the first time we did it, there wasn't as much pushback from you that they had wanted. So we had mm. to do it multiple times. I gotcha, remember gotcha. that. Yeah. Okay. And because I was the first half of that scene, it's like, all right, we seem to not want to talk to each other. And then the second half of that scene felt even more MTV where it was, okay, invite me to the show and me, uh, when is it? And then they kind of edit a couple things together to make it seem like I, I say, uh, I don't know. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I'm down. You know, it's just yeah. kind, of, kind of a weird edit, but it works for them. And then there's a little bit of a shaky edit at the end where you could see my hand and my hand's at my face and then it comes down. It's almost like they're having me hang up my phone, but I don't have a phone in my hand. Oh, yeah. It's, see, it was really weird. <laughs> it was very bizarre. Well, a but, lot of the phone calls back in the day, there was actually no one even on the other end of the phone, but because they were filming you as well, they obviously wanted yeah. to get both ends. Or there would be a producer. Yeah, yeah. But that was definitely all set up by MTV. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's get into the beginning of the episode. This was actually... The first time that they debuted that title card that says the following program was shot over a six-month period in the city of Laguna Beach, California. The people, the locations, and the drama are real. Okay, they didn't so use it before. <laughs> I was wondering. I thought maybe I had just missed it the first few times I watched it, but I definitely noticed it. So that's interesting. They added it halfway through, or well, closer towards the end of the season after Cabo. It was after Cabo. They're like, shit, we got to put this out there. <laughs> yeah. And I checked back. Cabo didn't have it beforehand. I do have a vague memory of, I think once the show started to come out and then everyone asking, is this real? What's going on here? Everyone trying to piece together what the show was. That's what made MTV go, you know what? Let's just put a title card in the front and say that it's real and, and declare to everybody that like these people are real and this is all real. 
Without a doubt. Very interesting. It was, uh, I was like, where's the asterisk? I was like, they could have put, it was something closer to the truth. Might've been something like no animals were hurt in the making of this motion <laughs> right. picture. But <laughs> the following events are based on a true story. But no, they hammer home everything to, you know, the real aspect of it with the ellipses and then are real at the end, which was kind of an iconic title card, I will say. Yeah. We should get that on a t-shirt for you, Kristen. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick to my Team Kristen shirt. <laughs> there you go. So then we go to the previously on the Goody Beach, of course, there's a little bit of the Cabo breakdown. From Lauren's perspective, it's saying Kristen took it a little too far. Yeah. Steven wasn't a fan of Kristen's Kristen dancing. Took it and he too really far. <laughs> he lost it when she hooked up with Sam. And then she goes, you know, who did he come running to? You know, she's saying herself, and then they had that little scene with Lo and her. And then she says, maybe this time they're really done. But if I know Kristen, she's already hard at work to get him back. Yeah, by inviting you to a Blink-182 concert. <laughs> right. They're teeing up, jumping right into uh, us getting back together with that conversation at Morgan's house where you guys were laying out. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I do. I vaguely I remember it. But yeah, I love that I had to throw in there. All I did with Sam was kiss him. Like, just had to clear that up, you know, which is true. <laughs> that is true. I remember that. <laughs> but it's just so interesting. One of the questions I wrote down from watching this is, were we together or weren't we? And you've already cleared that up for me with how far apart everything was. But that's the thing. While I watched this episode and there were so many great real moments with us, there were times also where I'm like, this just doesn't make any sense. Like one minute we're great. The next minute it's a little awkward, a little weird. So I guess that answers the question. We were together for parts of it and we were not together for other parts of it. And they made it seem like it was all within, you know, a week. Oh, of course. Of, yeah. <laughs> the most uncomfortable thing I think for me watching the show is they highlighted those bad moments with us and then spread them out over the course of, as it says in the title card, a six month period. Yeah. And I think when they first got there, we broke up and, and we were trying to get back together. And then it wasn't until months later, we made the decision that we were going to get back together, kind of going into summer, we were going to have the last month or so of school. And then before I went off to college, we were going to stay together. But we always, I think we always said that it was like, once I went to college, you know, we would see other people. So, yeah. but there was this commitment to hanging out together uh, for, you know, last few months, which <laughs> is a little sketchy. I know we kind of talked about this at that age. You're, you're not, you know, seeing the forest for the trees. You're just more of, of like, all right, this is what I feel like I want right now. <laughs> right. You know, we're trying to go back and, and relive a feeling that we had had before that we weren't going to get again because things obviously had gone down. And so, yeah. Yeah, another problem with this scene I had, and I know I would say this, is you say, you know, Steven says, I get jealous when you hug another guy. Yeah. Which I could see myself saying to you, but I don't get jealous of my girlfriend hugging another guy. I understand <laughs> that the, the the truth of that statement from me with you, because we had been through so much and you were very boy crazy yeah. and I had my heart broken a couple of times. So for me and us kind of getting back together and, or trying to hang out again, I would bring up our past, be like, look, well, this happened and this happened. And I'm obviously I'm worried about that happening again. So I get very uncomfortable when you're around other guys, because it could, feels like you're almost on the precipice of, of doing something again or something happening, you know, where you misstep on our relationship. And so I had, yeah, a little bit of a problem with that. And again, they've had the jealous rage guy in there and they pick those moments and they highlight it throughout the course of the show. But yeah, then we, we go into Lo and LC talking about Blink-182. They're setting it up. There's a good moment here where they talk about Trey's hats, which I don't think we've talked about 
you know, Trey was very interested in designing stuff and, and you know, uh, thinking outside the box. And so he made these really cool hats where you could change out what was on the hat through Velcro because you'd have a little Velcro square that would go on the hat. So he'd sell you a hat that just had Velcro on it and then you could offer to buy all these different replacements so you'd have a different hat. Well, and then they also set up his AYA fashion show that he has coming up with the hats. Yep. And that's with Polster, right? So explain exactly what that was about. This, of course, Trey would, would do something like this, but he wouldn't be able to set it up at the Seven Degrees event space. This is, of course, purchased by MTV and then suggested to Trey saying, hey, let's have you do a fashion show. And of course, Trey jumping on that opportunity. And then I could see Polster from there saying, you know what? I've been wanting to start a clothing line. I'm going to do that now so I can get this on the show, which is great. Because again, guys, <laughs> if you're going to do reality TV, have something to sell. They were smart in the very beginning. That never even crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah, but if I remember correctly, Polster just like started the clothing line quickly. Not only did he start one, I think he mentions two clothing lines at the event. One is called Charge, which he starts seeing those shirts all over the show from this point on. And then the other one is called Put On Some Clothes. And I think he says at the beginning of the, of the fashion show, he's like, Polster, you know, I've got my clothing brands, Charge and put on some clothes, clothing brand, which was another <laughs> one, which is really funny that he had those too. But I love that he jumped on the opportunity. He got his shirts made quickly and now he's wearing them on the show. Very smart. So MTV sets up this idea and then everyone's all in about it. And then they're also, they're kind of setting up this little Lauren and Trey thing. Did you get that vibe? No. Lauren is there to like help Trey, but I think that they're guiding the audience and saying like, oh, these two should be together. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't pick that up at all, but I could see that. Yeah. Like that's the one who she should be with. He's a nice yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They have so much in common and, yeah. and help each other. So there are, I think, some sweet IRL moments where they're they're all talking about, you know, trying to get a fashion show ready and you know, they're organizing it and Lauren's pitching in, Pulser's pitching in, Trey is. That is real. But, you know, obviously setting up the event you know, high school kids, we cannot afford to have fashion shows at 18 years old. <laughs> no. <laughs> but a great piece for the show and to be able to showcase Holster and Trey more. All right, you guys, I'm back yet again to talk one more time about HelloFresh. And I have Steven here with me this time because he is also a fan. So Steven, tell everyone why you also love HelloFresh. Guys, you've heard me many times now talking about HelloFresh and how I'm new to this experience. It's been very eye-opening for me. It's incredible when you get home from a trip and you have these packages waiting by your door. It saves you so much time from having to go to the grocery store, figuring out what you're going to make. Uh, I just found this to be super easy from when I came home from a trip just this last week and there's a box waiting for me and inside we have those little gifts of different meals all portioned out for you and all the ingredients are right there and the directions are easy and all you have to do is just go one by one and make yourself a quick and easy meal. So skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Ingredients travel from farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they're guaranteed fresh. The packaging, which I love, HelloFresh uses to ship your food is made almost entirely from recyclable and or already recycled content. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences, and you can skip a week whenever you need to. Now more than ever, HelloFresh is committed to making sure that fresh, delicious food is available. As part of this mission, they've taken extra steps to keep their employees and customers safe, including no-contact delivery, tamper-proof packaging, and team member wellness checks. All right, guys, go to HelloFresh.com slash Beach16 and use code Beach16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. 
Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash Beach16 and use code Beach16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. There's a sweet scene at Surf and Sport with you and your coworker. Yeah, Kara. Kara. Yes. That's right. Yep. And this is another MTV piecing everything together. Uncomfortable moment about... Well, look, it's funny that there's so many different people that they would try to bring up, obviously you and I, but then throw Lauren in and have some sort of a question. So all these moments to me, are they're, they're so edited. We're trying to get MTV what they need, right? So there's an honest moment where I'm talking about you and, and us. Those are real moments where, you know, you could see where my headspace is. It's like, I have a lot of fun with Kristen. You know, we want to have fun together this summer. And so we're going to hang out. We were going to always try to be together or try to make this work. That's what I <laughs> wanted to do. But then MTV would have somebody else sprinkle in. They're like, oh, well, whatever happened with Lauren? And then, of course, they cut that together and use that piece. But, you know, there's another nice, sweet moment where you could, I think, see my feelings as far as where I was at, you know, with you at that point in my life. That's what I mean. Like throughout this whole episode, there were definitely real moments where you could tell it obviously was probably much later after Cabo, but where we actually were trying to be together. And and I do think that comes through. Yeah, let's go into the concert. This is really funny to me because, of course, they they really went for the... Oh, you happen to actually be here. It's it's funny that they actually thought they'd get away with this with an audience. You know, I think audiences are a little smarter than this, maybe because it's a younger audience. Well, you have to remember though, this is one of the very first reality shows. So I do think they could get away with a lot more then than they could now. Now people would be like, that's such bullshit. But I gotta be honest though. One of my questions was, did Lauren really not know you were coming? Because I actually believed that conversation. Either she's a really good actress on the phone, she did a phenomenal job, or maybe they didn't really tell her that you and I were coming. Obviously MTV knew, maybe she really didn't know. No, I'm sure just through Dieter and Trey going and everyone that she definitely figured it out, but I could see the producers telling her like, you need to act surprised and, and drilling that point into her. You need to act surprised, you need to act surprised. And the reason I know that she does a good job in that moment, she's like, wait, you guys are here? But before that, when we're talking on the phone, the whole beginning of that conversation leading up to we kind of get close to them, when we're walking in, it's all wild lines. I'm on wild lines, Lowe's on wild lines, and Lauren's on on wild lines. Also, I want to just clear up that when we're walking in and the girls see us and they're like, oh, Kristen doesn't like us. I never saw them. I didn't see them. We were honestly trying to find our seats and they made it seem like I just completely ignored them. I never even remember seeing them. Yeah. I actually really liked Lo. Lo and I did get along. So I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I was on the phone so I could hear the other side of the conversation and look at them. I kind of had an idea. You're staring at a amphitheater full of people. Yeah, <laughs> like you're not supposed like, to be like, what? oh, there they are over there. Like you're hey just guys. cruising. Low yeah. said that I was wearing my pajamas. <laughs> I like Lauren's comment where she's like, she looks like a happy camper. I know. <laughs> I was trying it to find my funny. seats, man. It was serious business. <laughs> so, the, but then they have that moment when we walk up and I go, what a coincidence. And I'm yeah. clearly joking. And it's funny that they actually used it to right. seem like it was a sincere comment, but <laughs> <know>. whatever. <gasps> and then they have Trey and Dita arriving and then Lauren goes rushing into Trey's arms. Thank God you just saved me from Kristen, which is clearly a wild line. Yeah, maybe they were really trying to set that up. Now that you mentioned that, it kind of makes sense. So when you're talking about them being able to get away with stuff, I think another thing that they had is that this is, I think even before TiVo, where you could record, I mean, you had to like oh use God. a VHS to record TV. So this would air and then MTV was in complete control of when an audience would see it again. You're right. I don't think you could rewind it. I don't think you had it recorded. TiVo came out in, well, it says 1999. 
But oh, I'm no. sure it wasn't. It, it wasn't. <laughs> it took a few years for it to really take off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm consulting the Google here. Released in 1999, but I'm sure it wasn't widespread until mid 2000s. No. So yeah, a lot of people didn't have it at this point. So that's a good point. Anyways, we have the concert. It's fun. Everyone's kind of singing along there. And then leaving the concert, the guy messing with Lauren and Lowe, calling them sluts. Okay, so here's my thing. This happened a lot. Not necessarily this bad, but when people would see the cameras and they clearly had been drinking, people would say and do dumb stuff all the time in front of the cameras. People would jump in front of them and be like, oh, and do all that stupid stuff. (laughs) So this guy obviously just took it a little too far. For as many people as say that they would never be on a reality TV show who also now have Instagram and social media sites where they put all their stuff on there and then also run onto camera and and do something silly and then run away. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that would happen a lot. But yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but th- this is an IRL moment. That This is Trey. You know, he is calm and composed, and, and you got to give him props for what he did. He handled himself very well in this situation. I still get a little nervous watching him walk up to this guy and kind of puff out his chest. He's not going to fight this person, but this guy is wailing on him. So obviously, I'm sure MTV was hoping for that because you don't yeah. see them stepping in saying, hey, guys, let's let's not do this. Exactly. Will you come in and save the day? <laughs> Yeah, Steven, like, wait. let's just all go our separate ways. A little kumbaya <laughs> moment. Very proud of you. <laughs> you have a line where you you're like, well, Lord's dressed like a slut. I know. Which, honestly, what the fuck is wrong with me? She wasn't. First of all, no girl should ever call another girl a slut. I actually that was one thing. Well, I said a few things. I said, well, Lauren looks like a slut. And then I go, look, Lauren's stressing. Like, it's it's a stressful situation. I was being a complete bitch. That was kind of cringeworthy for me to watch. Yeah. You know, like so much had happened with you and Lauren. And so that was always a really sensitive subject for me. And quite honestly, I think it's just insecurity and jealousy. Is that all that it was? That's what I was wondering. I was like, did something ever happen between you guys where there's a moment? Or it was just like... Yeah, you guys were just completely different people. Lauren and I are opposites. I mean, now, obviously, if I saw her, I would give her a big hug. I mean, I could care less about any of that stuff back in the day. But at the time, yes, we are very, very different. And because of the situation with you, I was just super sensitive to her being around and her and you. And I probably felt really threatened. Lauren and I actually, after Laguna Beach, we had a lot of fun together. We had many nights together where we had a ton of fun. So I can see the appeal with Lauren. Absolutely. And obviously all of that's behind us. But yeah, in high school, no, she was like the one girl that I just, you know, I had a lot of issues with. Which honestly, were probably more about me than her. Now that I'm older, I can look back on that. Yeah, that was an interesting moment. I think another pivotal moment for MTV as far as, wait, was this IRL or was this MTV? And it was you know, a moment that MTV had in their back pocket as completely organic, happened naturally. Thankfully, it did not escalate to a full-fledged you know, fisticuffs because I don't know what that would have looked like. You played Peacemaker, which was which was very nice, very sweet. Let's just all go our separate ways. I loved it. And then everyone did. Everyone got in their cars and left, so it worked. <laughs> I'm glad that's contrasting what happened in the episode before as I was yelling up in your face. <laughs> Terrible. But we've moved on from that. Yes. Good to, good yeah. to see another side. That is more of, of how I was raised and, and happy to report more of, I think, true to who I am because we're definitely not looking to pick fights. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So after the concert, we start to get into the fashion show. There's a really cool scene, I think, that is an IRL moment where Trey and Polster are timing out the event. And you've got Polster, a really funny moment where he's kind of 
walking. He's like, well, what if you do this and have this dude cruise over here? And then like this dude crosses and he cruises over there. Oh, wait a minute. That doesn't work. <laughs> and Trey's like, yeah, Polster, nice try. <laughs> Meanwhile, Polster's in his charge gear. He's got his, you know, his clothing line ready to sling. I love it. Yeah, that is a great moment. But from there, we get into another scene. Actually, this scene was in Fast Cars and Fast Women, episode number three, which yes. is you and Mike. Yep. Did you notice that? I did notice it. Yeah, I, I thought it was the same scene as well that they used in two different places. So my brother and I in our kitchen, which is also interesting because in this scene, I say that you and I are friends and Mike's obviously like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, okay, well, we're really good friends. And, you know, we're hanging out again. And they also used it in episode three when then I was hanging out with Sam. So that's why it just like, none of it makes any sense. But here we are. You and I go and work out together and they made it seem like we were working out right before the fashion show. And that's why we showed up to the fashion show like in the nick of time. Obviously that didn't happen. These were- Oh, completely... I didn't even really- Yeah. yeah. I didn't even yeah. really pick up on that. Oh, it you It was didn't? like, where are we? Like we're blowing it off. We were working out. <laughs> that That's the other thing that I have a little bit of a problem with. They, as I want to talk to you about this. So- mm-hmm. Like we're made out to be bad guys at all times throughout yeah. the show. You're an antagonist, definitely. This is through Lauren's perspective. We should never be together. And so there's a lot of different moments where it's like, oh, Lauren, she's there helping Trey. And of course, if Trey wanted us to help, we would have been there. We would never right. asked to. But then there's like, where's Steven at? Like, where? Oh, he's, he's with off Chris where he sh- shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And look, for everything that was unhealthy at certain times in our in our relationship that you see all these terrible moments on the show, more than that, like we had a lot of fun together. What we had when the cameras weren't around was a great time. And this like kind of natural kinship where it was, it was a healthy thing of us being together. I agree. I think. I agree. But also the yeah. other thing too is like with us being late or, you know, just getting to the fashion show in time, everything was scheduled with MTV. They told us when to be there what we were going to be filming beforehand. And they only had one crew. So it wasn't like we could be working out and they could be filming prep for the fashion show. It was one or the other. So those things were always on different days. So just something to keep in mind as you're a viewer of this show. <laughs> and then they have, it's interesting. They had a little bit of a misstep, but they used a exit from us going to the concert or going somewhere. I'm, I'm wearing the clothes that I wore to the Blink-182 concert. Even though we drove your car, this is all a little confusing, but I'm in a, a a hat, sweatshirt, and then a red shirt, which is what I wore to the Big Day 2 concert. But when we're leaving your house, after you see us talk about going to the gym, I'm clearly in gym clothes and we are going to the gym. We're walking to the car and we're in completely different clothes. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I guess they needed a piece of us getting into the car. They need a transition piece and they didn't have it. So they used that. But I thought it was a very like, Whoa. you know, as far as starting this episode, trying to portray this is, this is all real, but then having a little bit of a misstep in this edit where you know, we're in completely different clothes. I thought that that was an interesting mistake on their part, but- I don't know how I didn't notice that though. <laughs> yeah. There's another funny little moment between the two of us as we're driving to the fashion show and you've got your ringtones. <laughs> I loved this scene so much. I was actually laughing. I'm talking about, I'm playing the scary music for when my dad calls me. And then I play the very sweet music for when you call me. And it made me laugh because I actually still have a scary tone for somebody in my life. There's one person in my life that has a very scary tone where every time they call, I'm like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly nothing's changed. (laughs) For years, I had when my parents called me a dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun-dun. And it said like parental units on the phone. that's funny. (laughs) But it also reminded me, I had you in my phone for a long time as don't answer. 
What? Do you remember this? No. <laughs> what, what phase in our lives? Rude. Great question. Uh, we'll, we'll after see Cabo? <laughs> uh, probably after Cabo, right? I was like trying to, trying to learn my lesson. Like, dude, uh, just let me answer the phone. But yeah, so confession there. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> it's probably best that I didn't know until right now. <laughs> You guys, I'm so excited to talk to you about Siete. It's honestly one of my favorite brands. If you haven't heard of them, they are a better-for-you Mexican-American food brand. They have gluten-free products like tortillas, tortilla chips, Mexican cookies, potato chips, taco seasoning, refried beans. You guys, they have it all, and I have it all in my pantry. They're a family-owned and operated business by the seven, Siete, members of the Garza family. And I actually happen to know them personally, and they are such down-to-earth, genuine, kind people, which, of course, makes me want to support a business even more. The Garza family just wrote their first cookbook, The Siete Table, which is nourishing Mexican-American recipes from our kitchen, which includes over 100-plus gluten-free recipes. They sent me a copy of their cookbook, and I love it. I've already been making some of their Mexican-American staples, and truly, you guys are going to love these recipes. I love all of their products. Their tortillas I always have on hand. They are always in my fridge and my freezer because we power through them so quickly. Even this morning, I made quesadillas for my daughter, Sailor, to take to school for lunch. Their chips, I make nachos. I use their refried beans. Their taco seasoning is next level. This stuff also is clean and they're gluten-free. And so I have peace of mind when we use these products that I know I'm putting good food in my body and my kids' bodies. So I am truly a huge fan. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me post about them for years now. You can pre-order their cookbook, The Siete Table, today, wherever books are sold. And visit their website, www.sietefoods.com, to learn more about the cookbook, their story, family, and foods. That's www.siete.com. E-F-O-O-D-S.com. All right, guys, we want to take a second to talk to you about ZocDoc. If you have not checked out this website, I highly recommend this one. I have used it myself. I recently had to make a move and it put me in a spot of trying to find new doctors, dentists, everything. I was actually introduced to ZocDoc and from there I was able to go on their super user-friendly website, search for somebody nearby, somebody who had good reviews and was legitimate and boom, the first time I went in there, I knew right away that I was in the right place. So big ups to ZocDoc, guys. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun. Whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or honestly, anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. Also, you can check out their app. Search, find, and book doctors with a few steps. Find and review local doctors. Read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. Now, when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com, find the doctor that is right for you, and book an appointment, in person or remotely. That works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a quality doctor. Go to ZocDoc.com beach and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com beach, ZocDoc.com beach. Okay, well then from there, we go into 
the picnic on the beach. Well, there's a scene with Alex and I setting it up. And I'm essentially telling Alex that things are really good between us. You know, how cute Steven's picking up San Shigo, which was our favorite sushi place in Laguna. Actually, when we hung out a year and a half ago, that was where we went and had dinner. I wrote this down. By the way, not only did we hang out at San Shigo, but then we went to the montage. Oh my which God. Which we didn't even think about this. Yeah. <laughs> so this how funny. funny is that? So this little date that is close to life, This we would do something like this, maybe not obviously so set up on the beach, you know, at the montage. I didn't even put that all together. That's so funny. But when we met up and, and had dinner the night that Kristen, you know, that picture that's on Kristen's Instagram, we went to San Chigo. Yep. And we got sushi. I think we even we decided on it when we were texting. We're like, oh, for old time's sake, yes. let's, we'll, we'll hit up San Chigo. <laughs> so we go there. And then afterwards, we went to the montage. You know, we didn't throw out a blanket and, and have a little <laughs> well, moment there down the beach. I was staying there. I was staying there with my kids. Yeah. So. so we were we were in the lobby bar. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny. I, I connected those dots and I was like, no way. What are the freaking that chances that funny. That's that sweet. date is just kind of, yep, mirror image of itself. So yeah. But yeah, I think that there's good moments in there. I, obviously, MTV is getting Alex H to set up our date and having you talk about us. But you do get a little bit of, you know, things are really good right now, which is a line that they, of course, used earlier in the show. This is when they pulled it from. Uh, but this is when things are going well for us. I think we're getting into summer and, you know, we're having a good time together. But like, okay, they have Alex talking about us fighting. And like, oh, you guys are like you're a lot alike. You're both stubborn. You know, you could contrast that to, the scene before that where Lo is talking to Lauren about us. Like, anything going on with Steven? And Lauren's like, eh. You know, which so I could see in that conversation, MTV's having Lauren talk about me. She doesn't want to talk about me. Nothing's going on between us, but MTV needs her to talk about me because they need to drag on this love triangle for as long as possible. Yeah. From there, we, we also have what's going on with the OC as the girls are watching the OC and we're on our date. And they did a good job of, of cutting this together. So, Teed up for you guys. We'll start with the mini golf, which fun little date. I feel like this is something that we would do not a I think lot. So. And man, like you really put a swing on that I've, on that putt. Like, right? You did like a full swing. Well, my golf swing was pretty <laughs> legit. So I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> you smacked that thing. Damn right. And then of course they use this moment where I thought this was really funny. Like you're saying that you got a four and I'm calling you out for cheating. <laughs> you're like, I'm like, no, you got a three. Like, a four. They're like, okay, fine. <laughs> I was like, oh man. Did you notice the necklace you were wearing? No. You were wearing a, a heart necklace. Oh, I did. I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> Wait, oh, hold, hold, hold did on. Did you give that to me? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, that's fine. I'm I give you so kinda, sorry. That's messed up. By the oh way, not only, not only did I give it to you, I gave it to you twice. Because at one point after we had to break up, you misstepped. I got all pissed off. And then I went to you and I asked for it back. Oh, Do you remember this? No, I don't remember any of <laughs> Yeah, this. I'm sure you blocked this out. Yeah. So I, I took it back. And then I think, you know, months later, once we decided to date again, I gave the necklace back to you. But I love that you said that because I completely agree. I'm sure Uncommon James now, <laughs> yourself with your jewelry line, much more sophisticated jewelry, a lot more classy. I love what you're putting out. That was like going into some mall. You know, I'm a 17 year old kid walking in there being like, all right, got to get something romantic for my girl. Like, yeah. what do I do? And like, you know, those like cheap shitty necklaces that are hanging out by the register at like that. They're like panic buys last minute. Oh my God. I mean, that's what it was. I can't, you know, it's sparkling, but I didn't spend more than like $25 on the thing. A I didn't have the money. Heart, like turned on its side. <laughs> I did notice it actually. I was like, wow, that was an interesting choice. Forgot that you gave it to me. <laughs> I loved it. Just kidding. I loved it. <laughs> no, it's sad. It's terrible. It's terrible. 
<laughs> the thought that counts, right? That's right. So they cut this with the girls watching the OC, which was great. Did you watch the OC? I never saw it. And I think I was the hmm. only person on Laguna Beach that never saw it. Did you? I remember watching an episode at Lauren's house one time. Oh, there you go. We could probably match this back to when somebody saw me at Lauren's house, right? <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Just watching the Taylor OC. Taylor saw you leaving, leaving Lauren's yeah. house. It was over for a little OC night. Sure. Lauren was a big fan of that show. She had a huge crush on Adam Brody. And I saw Ben McKenzie, the other guy on the show, in LA, like on a lot, not too long after the show had come out. And... I was like, oh my gosh, I got, I got to go say something to him because Lauren's a huge fan. I wanted to actually get an autograph for Lauren. And even though it wasn't Adam Brody, it was the other guy, it was still her favorite show. I knew that she would love an autograph. So I walked up to the guy and I go, hey man, are you Ben McKenzie? And he goes, yep. Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? I'm, I'm Steven. Uh, I'm actually, uh, I'm on that other Orange County show. <laughs> the real Orange County. <laughs> that was my line. And he goes, wait, what? I was like, no. there's a show on MTV. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that reality show, right? Oh, and I go, yeah. And he's like, you're on that? I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. So after the conversation went completely awkward, I was like, hey, man, so uh, <laughs> there's another girl on the show. She's actually a huge fan of the show, of your show. Like, do you have an autograph? And he starts like, he's like getting in his car. He looks around. He's like, uh, sorry, man. I don't really, I don't really have anything to sign right now. I'm like, oh, that's cool. All right. Well, we'll see you later. And then oh I left and then I think I talked to one of my reps and I mentioned how I, I ran into Ben McKenzie and I was trying to get his autograph. And they're like, oh, well, we actually know him. Somebody reached out to him and got an autograph for me. And then I was able to give it to Lauren. So, oh, uh, so I have to ask Lauren if, if she still has it, but it was also not the right guy. So eh, I don't know if, if oh Lauren, my gosh. I don't know if Lauren <laughs> hung on to that one. <laughs> well, how they splice this scene together with the girls. So it's Lauren Lowe and Morgan. And Jen Bunny. And Jen Bunny. Yep. Of course, Jen Bunny. So yep. it's the four of them watching the OC and it's their commentary on it, but they make it seem as though it's like they're talking about our miniature golf date and how it all just comes together is so incredibly perfect. I thought the editing here was just absolutely genius. Like, oh, don't kiss her. Ew, ew. And then it's you and I kissing. <laughs> like every little thing. <laughs> it was so clever. It's interesting. The end of the episode, as we're walking off camera, then they have the two wild lines saying, I'm stoked we got back together. Like, so am I. I remember recording those. I remember recording that line because I think it was after the day that we golfed. I was in the parking lot of the golf course and I was in my truck and MTV was having me do a bunch of wild lines. So this also proves my point that when they shot that golf stuff, they knew that they were like, all right, we're going to need this for the early part of the show. We're going to need this for Cabo. And so they had a lot of stuff prepared. And then after we golfed, I sat in my car with one of the producers going over a full page of wild yeah. lines. Yeah. And one of them being, I'm stoked we got back together. And it's yeah. just sitting there on the page by itself. And it'll be, you know, next to, I'll see you later or can't wait to go to Trey's or I'll see you at the fashion show. Like this, this page is so random. There's no conversation, natural conversation to these wild lines that they yeah. give you. It's just a piece of paper with a bunch of random sentences on it. And you're just going through Santa I don't know. I produce stuff so I can definitely hear it. It's glaring to me. Well, I would say if you don't see someone's mouth actually moving while they're saying something, it's pretty safe to say they didn't really say it there. Yeah. Would I have naturally ever said to you, I'm stoked we got back together? Probably not. <laughs> By the way, you know what really sticks out to me now that I haven't lived in Laguna in, you know, 18 years? 
all of the words stoked, amped, gnarly, you know, all the Dude, like surfer yeah. lingo. It totally Standard. stands out to me now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Good that episode. Was, yeah. Great yeah. episode. There's a lot going on there. I will give MTV some credit. It's funny. I'm actually looking at my rating here. It, it's a good episode, but I'll start with my audience rating. I have a C plus because it's confusing AF. We're coming back from Cabo and they have us immediately getting back together. There's still this Lauren thing going on. I guess at the tail end of Cabo, they played up us getting together possibly. And then they just jump right into us going back into our relationship. We're going to this Bleak 182 concert. Everyone shows up there. It's like, wait, everyone's here at the same time. So I'm sure the audience at this point is definitely going, all right, I'm interested, but like, what the fuck? How is this actually happening right here? Then they're, they're kind of teeing up Trey and Lauren a little bit. So it's a little bit of a confusing, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe for an audience, I'm sure they're still interested. So I gave it a C plus. And then my personal rating for the show, I gave it an F plus because you are so hard on yourself. (laughs) Wow. We've got Kara and I talking about the, you know, this supposed love triangle. I give it a plus because we have some (laughs) sweet moments where you get to see a little bit of us together, whether we're at the gym, whether we're on our dates, even though they still cut everything from those, those dates and us being together where it's a down moment or awkward moment or just not engaging very well with each other. They cut all this together to make it seem like, oh yeah, these people don't belong together. It's unfortunate, but you still got to actually see a little fun of us being together and not fighting and then maybe give some chance for some members of the audience to root for that. There were glimpses. So entertainment wise, I gave it a B. I just, I found myself smiling and there just wasn't as much drama, which was very nice. You finally got to see some sweet moments between us. My personal rating, I went B minus. I said some really dumb stuff that I wish I didn't. But it also wasn't my worst moment. So that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> what about a redo? I would learn the pronunciation of edamame oh, a little better. I was laughing so hard at that. That was cute. I would stop chomping on gum all the freaking time. I'm always <laughs> chomping on gum. Finally, they did tell us to start spitting it out. But I think it was like part of my whole character, like my whole persona. So they definitely didn't tell me the first six, seven, eight, nine episodes, whatever. So that was not cool. <laughs> okay. What about a quote? Three people are in this quote. It's when the girls are watching the OC and someone says, I like her necklace. And someone says, I like her hair. It's how you wear it. And then someone else says, I have her jeans. And then they cut to that moment where yeah. something happens on screen. You don't see it. And the girls go, oh. So yeah. this was a really funny, sincere, well put together moment. And then also I got to throw Trey under the bus here. He goes 16 plus seven oh. is uh, a lot. That's my quote. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. No, no, no. It's great. It was so funny to me. I can relate because I freaking hate math. So I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. No one helped him. No one was like, oh, it's, I don't even fucking know, 23 or whatever. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cute episode. I like this one a lot. And next week is prom, which I'm really excited to go back and watch. It's kind of amazing that we do have some of these moments on camera like prom where it is shot beautifully like a movie and we can go relive it in this really unique way. So I'm excited to check that out. I know there's a graduation episode coming and I look forward to that one because it's a little more celebrate, you know, that moment in your lives when you're graduating high school. And then yeah, prom actually, I have no context of what is occurring, what's going on with our relationship at this time, as far as what MTV is going to build for us. I have no idea. So this is going to be completely new to me. Like it's been up to this point. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm still learning a lot too. (laughs) I knew that we would be uncovering all sorts of stuff going back and and watching some of this stuff, but it's, 
it has been a lot more than even I expected. There's all sorts of good stuff and, and little nuggets that we're finding. So look forward to uh, continue to dig those out with you. All right, you guys. Well, we will see you next week for prom. Thanks for listening to Back to the Beach with me, Kristen Cavallari, and the best ex-boyfriend ever, Stephen Coletti. We are so stoked to bring you along on this journey back through Laguna Beach with us. You can find us on Instagram at at Dear Media Studio, hashtag BTTBpod, at Kristen Cavallari, and at Stephen Coletti. Got any questions about the show? Give us a call on our Back to the Beach hotline, 1-844-LAGUNA-0. And if you like our show, please make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Back to the Beach is a Dear Media production hosted by Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti. Our show is produced by Rosalie Atkinson. Post-production by Amanda Vandekar, Michelle Harrison, and Taylor O'Connor. Music supervision by Jonathan Lane. Our theme song is Come Clean, written by John Shanks and Cara Diaguardi. Cover composed by Steve Shebby. And our executive producers are Jocelyn Falk, Paige Port, and Michael Bostic. 